This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I'm super honored to have Shelly Thompson on the podcast. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I'm going to start with the one that's been at the back of my mind. Since I saw that post, I've just been, I want to watch that film. How's it going with the feature? Oh, um, uh, Dawn, her dad and the tractor. It's yep. going well. Uh, it's, um, we've heard that it's been funded by telefilms. So nice. we're moving forward to shooting in September 2019 um, during what is looking like an insane period of time in Nova Scotia for filming. So it's kind of terrifying as well as fabulous. Cause, Where know, will you be shooting? Uh, all to be revealed. <laughs> okay. um, but in Nova Scotia yeah, yeah, is yeah. the plan yeah. at the moment. Um and uh, unless everything falls apart, which as we all know in the world of feature films could happen at any moment, mm. um, uh, yeah, we will be filming in September in Nova Scotia. Okay. And I guess I'll just stay still with the movie. What was, what was the process of writing this film? What does it mean to you? Oh, it means a lot to me. It's um, it's a story that uh, is is it's not autobiographical, but it is certainly very personal. Mm. Um, it's the story of a young trans woman who has been estranged from her her father, her family, but in particular her father for five years, and she comes home after the death of her mom, having made a promise to her mother to repair the relationship with her dad. And so she comes back to her small Nova Scotia rural family farm mm. and uh, they begin to reconnect and get to actually know each other as adults um, as they build an antique tractor. And the tractor is the tractor that Dawn's mom learned to drive on as a kid. Oh. So Dawn is focused on it as a, a kind of memorial to her mom and a recognition that as a as a kid, she was always very talented as, you know, a mechanical kid who could take anything apart, put anything back together. Mm. So, yeah. So, that's so if you're shooting in September, mm. how long have you been working on this? I've been working on it for quite a, a time. Okay. I'm a writer who gestates for a long time before I actually sit down to write. So uh, I sat down to write in 20... 16 um yeah 20 uh, sort of january 2016 i actually put pen to paper well fingers to typewriter to <laughs> yeah, yeah whatever yeah um so it started then um but i'd been thinking about it mm, probably for a year year and a half before that before mm. i actually you know committed to putting anything down so do you feel like uh, that moment, spending that much time just thinking about about this story makes it easier? To, does it just flow out of you when you start writing? Do you know, I I, I seem always to write like that. I'll, I'll get an idea. I'll, I'll work it in my head. I'll chew it. I'll dream about it. Mm. Literally, I kind of go to bed thinking about it and, and 
problems are solved when I sleep. My mom used to say, and I always used to laugh at her. My mom's no longer alive. But she used Mm. to say, she was not a great golfer, but she used to say that she would go to sleep and dream the perfect shot. (laughs) And then she would wake up and go golfing and she'd be able to do it. And And I feel a little bit like that about almost about any creative process. I think we solve a lot of problems through our subconscious. And I went through a period of time when I was potting, like I was learning to be a, a, a working with ceramics, a potter. So I was throwing pots, and oh. which I loved, and I got very invested in. And I would say to my husband, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd say, oh my God, I know now how to pull that neck up so I don't lose it. And he'd go, Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's great. So all that to say yeah. that I gestate and think and dream, and then I sit down and I do a big push. Hmm. Um, and then how, how long did that writing take you? At least the f- very first draft. The first draft, I set myself a target. And I oh, again, shoot. I do this I, I, I do this repeatedly. I'll... I'll 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 have the idea. I'll gestate, mm. and then I'll get okay. This is my time frame. I'm going to do five pages a day for twenty days, or I'm going to do ten pages a day for ten days, and I, and I do. Okay, I'm so going to copy that. It's a good. It's it hard, but it's a good process, and you and you and it does really focus the mind. So, so when I actually sat down to write it, I probably wrote the the complete script. I didn't you know, managed to do 10 pages a day. So I probably did it in a month because I probably did five pages because as you know, you know, you write five pages the next morning before you start writing the next five pages, (laughs) you go back and you fix and that takes time. And then you go back and you fix and you feed things through and et cetera, et cetera. But Mm. um, I don't know about you, if you write a... um, a treatment uh, before you actually start doing, because again, that's a big help. Sometimes, well, so what? I, my, it depends. Like you, I'm like you. Like when I have a, I, I have my idea. You know how it comes in the weirdest ways, and then it comes. I'm like, oh man, this is great, right? And then like you, I take time and just you know. But once I, I think I. I get to the point of, okay, I'm ready to write when I know what the ending is, or at least what the first ending is. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, so when I know, okay, this is how it ends, great. Yeah. Then I'll go to write. Yeah, that's interesting. And when I start my whole process, so part of my just dating process sometimes is getting an outline done. Mm. And sometimes the outline can be super bare bones, but like you, I don't actually start writing until I know where I'm going, until I go, okay, I, I think I'm pretty sure I know what the ending is. Mm. And um, yeah, because stories come to me complete, you know? Like they, it does a gift. Yeah. They, I don't struggle with thinking how they end. Mm. Often I'm working to an ending and probably the place that I'm s- – struggling with is like the middle yeah I know. You know, I know how it begins i know how it ends but i don't know what the fuck goes on in the middle yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah yeah but i i'm knowing how it begins and end kind of it's a great bookend and then you just try to you know play massage that middle yeah, point yeah and listen to your characters mm. you know they oh, tell you yeah you know 
They kind of, I know it's so woofy, woofy things <laughs> to say, but but um, but they kind of do, and they kind of again. I always go, all right, really, your characters are talking to you, <laughs> but, but they do kind of yeah, go. They do. they do kind of guide you, and you mm. go, oh no, yeah. she isn't gonna do that. Exactly, she's gonna say that. Yeah, she's, yeah. And so when other people are kind of saying, oh no, she wouldn't do, you kind of go, actually. She would. Or, yeah. Or actually, you know, like, so yeah, you can kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. read it. Okay. Yeah. I think that is all come from that gestation period. Because by the time you come out of that period, you already know who the people are and how they handle things. Yeah, mostly. But it, it's, often su- it's often surprising when somebody will read it and they'll say, oh, that really surprised me. And you went, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, actually, you're right. So things keep being revealed. I mean, I'm still having things revealed. And, oh, man. And I'm feeling like, you know, I hope we're about to go to camera. And I'm going, oh, okay, that hasn't been fully explored. I haven't actually mm. given that the full value yet. And and that's why people, someone has responded in this way to a particular thing. So mm. then you have to go, okay, how do I, how do I fill that out? How do I give that person their full value mm. it's interesting wow wow um yeah. so and again if you're gonna come right in september you have your cast already not fully okay um nope and uh we we have the main components of our cast we have a, a really lovely young woman to play the trans woman mm. uh, you know we won't obviously we won't be talking about any of that till yeah. we till we commit our shooting date. Definitely. Um, but we're very excited about her. She's a real, real new talent. She's Canadian. Mm. She's a young trans woman who's had a certain profile online and okay. and she's she's very committed to allowing people into her life as a young trans person who is serving as an example for other people. And that was really important to me. Mm. Um, and um yeah, we have some wonderful, wonderful Nova Scotia actors that I'm excited about including, you know, some people I've worked with before, some mm. people I haven't worked with before. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I'm you have really the tractor excited. Though. Pardon me? Do you have the tractor? We have one of the tractors. Oh, okay. We have the finished tractor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the challenge for the team is going to be to find the, the tractors in the other stages. Um it's uh, it's faith making films, isn't it? It's all about faith mm. and having a great team, and and I think we will have. Wow. <sighs> okay, I have so many questions, but I feel if I'm gonna ask you, I'll like get in trouble with telefilm so stuff. <laughs> But um, I'll answer all those questions after we make the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll come back. Definitely, It'll please. Be a tell all. Yes, 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 yes. Because I mean, I just want to know actually your whole experience. And so here's the thing: most people know you as you act, and they've seen you in things like Trail Park Boys and and all these things you've done. But um, most people really don't know the writing, directing side, and. I I think when you won the uh the award, I think it was the directors, the kind of the award that kickstarted um Don the tractor and uh, Don had that on the tractor. 
Oh, yeah, that was the uh, Women in the Director's Chair. That was the um, Feature Film Award. Exactly. Which became, you know, uh, sort of becomes your equity. I mean, pretty, because pretty much. Nova Scotia has no equity at the moment, which is very um, sad. I'm saying this director can't impact, <laughs> which is a very sad state of affairs yeah. because, you know, uh, emerging um, and indigenous filmmaking, i.e., you know, people who are based in Nova Scotia who are making films here, can't get started mm. and the whole process of building a film's um uh, financial structure is so much based on finding that equity so mm. it's a hard it's a hard thing and i know that the people who i've been dealing with in in the u.s for example who don't have access to any of the funding programs they're really jealous of us mm. and say oh my god you've got it so easy and on one level we do but we're also a filmmaking um community that is is still building and trying to have a profile and you know, we we can't do that without um, some of the programs that have been disappeared out of yeah. our province. And yeah. it's huge. And one of the huge issues we're going to be dealing with is a direct result of, um, of the changes to our programs here in Nova Scotia because we haven't got enough crew. I, oh. at the moment, I can't crew up. You know, it's like, it's hard. Man. So, I mean, we will and things yeah. will shift and we'll yeah. move our dates. And But they impact directly the type of film you've imagined, mm. you know, because you're having to move things around. So mm. it's it's complicated, yeah. Wow. Anyway, where did I go to? <laughs> how, how did I get there? No, I was there? talking about the di- women in the dark. So oh, yeah. Sure. So we got that. We got that. And um, that's fantastic mm. because it does it does help us it's the first step and um and i also got a canada council production grant for this and we'll see how that all works out because yeah yeah, it's complicated working all the agencies together Mm. but i guess you know once you now have telephone on board it's it's great yeah yeah well yes it is and i mean the it's about building confidence in you as a a creator and a, a leader you're you know you're a team leader and you're mm. and they're saying yeah okay we believe you can do it and we believe you can push it forward and you know that's enormous yeah. you know that's as women um <clears throat> and as women well into middle age um, <laughs> so i should i should live to be over a hundred if if i am indeed middle-aged um y- you know you you need people to hear you and say, yeah. you know, you, you bring a value with all your experience in the industry to this work that you're going to do. And so we value that. And so we're going to support you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I didn't even think of that. It's a, it's a big deal. You yeah. know, the, all these events that, and all these, you know, like the women in the director's chair and the, the New York writers lab and the con event that I went to all these, yeah, they create profile and they create opportunity. But for me, they build confidence because somebody outside my community mm. who doesn't know me as Barb from Trailer Park Boys or doesn't give a fuck, you know, they read the script and they go, this has value. And we mm. don't know who this person is, but we're reading the script blind and it has value. Mm. So that's huge to build your own confidence about your abilities mm. when a stranger or a group of strangers says, hmm, yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. So uh, talking about Khan, something just popped into my mind when you mentioned that um, your other film, Dr. Goose, was in the French festival. Well, Clermont. In- Clermont Ferrand. Yeah. Uh, and that was a telefilm program called Not Short on Talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another of your interviewees, Jackie, she was in the same program. So we had a great component of people from Nova Scotia. Mm. Um, three, actually, Jackie, myself, and Garrett. Um, Pound? Pound, and yeah, for his project. Garrett and... Brett. Brett. Yeah. Their project. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, and I actually just read that uh, their film... So they made a short film. Now the feature of that short film yeah. is getting made. Yeah, yeah. So there's stuff happening in yeah, the yeah. Scotia. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. I mean, I guess you know, <clears throat> we we lost some things, but we also kind of have to celebrate some of the great things that happened. Absolutely. In that case. You know, and I think we celebrate resilience mm. and um, tenacity. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and those are, man, you need that in this industry. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. do. It shouldn't matter, but also, like you said, as a woman, as a woman, middle age, um, pretty much everything you have to do, you have to fight for. Do you find that? Yeah, I do. And the biggest thing, I don't want to be a moaner. (laughs) You're not a moaner. (laughs) But I'm going to be. I'm going to be for a minute. Okay. And what I'm going to moan about is, and there have been a few articles of late, you know, I moan about not being heard, mm. you know, because people in a room in this industry, they don't want their mom there mm. and they don't want their grandma there, you know, and sometimes it's just hard to be heard for all your life experience, for all your, the value of what you've done and where you've been and mm. how you've thought and what you've seen, you know, sometimes it's just, sometimes you are just invisible. And that's frustrating mm. because you can be in a room where a discussion is taking place and you make a point and it's not heard and then you hear the same point made uh, by oh, another person. Yeah. And you go, yeah. I, I you, you know, that. I'm not I'm not being funny, but I, I suspect that you've had that same experience and it can happen to anybody at any time, but when you're a middle-aged woman, when you're a person of color, you, and I'm not equating our experience in any way, but I am saying that there are moments of our lives where we feel like we're not seen, we're not heard, our experience isn't given the same value. And that's frustrating. Mm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it can be. And like, I like that example you gave where you said something two minutes ago, two minutes ago, and uh, no one here and then you someone else says it two minutes after and they're like oh yeah you know <laughs> it's yeah. like frustrating yeah. but it is and it's so when i say i'm not a moaner i mean that can happen to anybody it can happen in any situation it's just that if if things gather ahead of steam and and it happens in mm. lots of situations or anyway and and i i feel sensitive about saying it at all because i feel like in the last two years I have been heard and I have been seen and this story has been perceived as having value and has been supported so mm. so I feel churlish saying you know but I'm I truly truly am not just talking about myself yeah. I listen to my friends I see their struggles you know mm. yeah 
And then how did Dr. Goose come about though? Oh, that's interesting. Um, that That's a little story close to my heart. I'd apply, I, you know, I like everybody in our community, I apply for funding whenever I can. Mm. Partly because I believe that and I apply for everything that mm. I that I'm aware of that I can. Not because I think I'm going to get it and not because I count on getting it, but because I know this industry and our arts community, it's about name recognition and it's about perception of working and perception of being continually creative. Mm. And so my name has to go across a lot of desks. And and I say this to my son all the time too. I say, you know, you've no idea who is going to look at an application or when or how. or And they, people may pass. Like two out of three people may pass. One person on that jury may go, oh, I really wish that had got through. And then the next time in a jury, there's that person plus two other people and that person's now an influencer. And and you just don't know. Mm. And so, and you don't know who you're connecting with. You know, and suddenly you may be connecting with somebody who didn't have influence at this level, but suddenly has influence at this level. And so suddenly you're being heard when you were never heard before. Mm. And so I I know it's hard, but if I had a message for all budding filmmakers and middle-aged women filmmakers out there, mm. I'd say, don't stop. You don't know. You don't know who sees your name, who sees your idea. You don't know who, um, who values your story mm. um, because everything changes. Everything changes in a minute in our industry. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, so where did we start with that? This is dog, dog, goose. Duck, and duck, duck, goose. Okay, so um, I apply, I, uh, the awful events in Parkland unfolded in Florida. Mm. I don't know why that devastated me more than um, Sandy Hook Elementary School, mm. the, the events there. Yeah, yeah. Both of them were unbelievably upsetting and soul-destroying. But, but Parkland felt like a tipping point for me in a weird way. Mm. And then as part of the conversations after Parkland happened, there were a lot of conversations about how to rectify and how do we deal with this and and knowing that there was a lot of conversations about um, lockdown procedures and was, is it good, is it bad? So I was thinking about all that and I was watching, uh, I was reading a lot of posts online and a lot of newspaper articles and gestating. You know, and I didn't think right away, oh, I want to make a film about this. Mm. But after several months, I thought, ah, I'm seeing a whole bunch of stuff that talks about the whole cycle of violence mm. and that we're in and cycle of fear that we're in. So we create a bunch of people who are afraid and then we th we pretend we're mitigating their fear by creating these processes um, like lockdown, but in fact, and that doesn't actually deal with it. it, creates another level of fear. And then we deal with that. And so we end up building generation after generation of people who are afraid and have to mitigate their fear by arming themselves. Mm. And so we, so I thought, I don't know how we deal with that, but, and I, I haven't got an answer. I wish I did. Like, I don't have an answer. Um, but I have a series of questions, and I believe that that questions and series of questions, if you keep asking them, if you keep keep asking them, and you keep asking people to discuss, that maybe we'll arrive at an answer. That, and I feel like we're, I feel like 
I feel like we're in that place. I'm very impacted by American politics. We all are. Um, and so Duck, Duck, Goose came very much out of how do I keep people asking questions that I can't answer? Mm. The only answer I have is that I feel like we're in a period where fear seems to be governing us. Yeah. And and in on every level. You know, fear of the fear of the other, fear of the immigrants, fear of, you know, fear of the gangs, fear of somebody with guns when you don't have guns, fear of crazy diseases that we can't name yet. You know, that's no way to live. Yeah. I agree. So so I'm 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 really motivated by that and Duck Duck Goose came absolutely out of that and I wrote it I thought I'm going to shoot this now mm. come hell or high water I don't know how to do this I had no money um I applied for a grant was turned down I you know so that's fair enough people's tastes aren't always you know, they don't always align with mine. So that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, so I just thought, fuck it. I'm doing it on my credit card. And I, <laughs> and I have a partner who I love deeply yeah. and uh, who supports me every time I turn around. But I didn't, I didn't tell him how I was managing it. And I just thought, I'm doing this. And, you know, which is not really fair. But, you know, I think he would have... He certainly did afterwards. He said, you know, it's not, you have, you got to mm. do what you got to do, you know. And mm. um, I just, I felt anxious the whole time because it was the first time. All the other shorts I've done, I've had a grant and I've paid people. Mm. Haven't been paid a lot, you know, for sure. Mm. Um, but this one, I didn't pay people. I was working on their goodwill and I've never done that before. Wow. And in this community, I know a lot of people do that. Yeah. I know it and I don't have a I don't judge it. I, you know, I've always tried to pay people. And so I I found it very hard to say please believe this is worth doing. Mm. And so it's been really great for me that my belief in the project has been vindicated. I mean, come on. The film has played everywhere yeah. and and your um what's it called the oh, cbc thing yeah um how is that like so we do we start voting out of you don't vote until what happens is uh, i think it gets aired in august yeah and then i think it, we went over three nights okay and so the first night there were three films and the second night there were three films and the third night there were three films okay and out of those three nights one person emerged out of each night. Oh. And then, and and the the audience will see that. And then the audience in August will determine. Which of the three? Which of the three uh, okay. will be the winner. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's a bit nerve-wracking. And yeah, the, it is. Yeah. And, but, and you can't see. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I can tell you nothing. But um, I mean, it's it's a great, great uh show, and uh, the the prize money isn't. I think you get some it's substantial, cash and then you get um, forty thousand like, dollars. Yeah, like it's it's from my point of view, like and and the um, 
what they want is for the filmmaker to use it towards, I think, another short film, but they've also made it clear that it can be used to another project. So oh, I could put it into my yeah, feature yeah, yeah, yeah. if I were to win. But yeah. but I have stories circling like planes waiting to land, mm. you know, and I would, uh, I would dearly love, there's a short film I would really, really like to make that would be a, 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 a proof of concept for the next feature that I want so to that's do. definitely going to be after you shot uh done out of that yeah okay okay yeah. okay because yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, i'm like how are you gonna <laughs> i can't do it now I, yeah my brain is now all done. um <laughs> okay oh man i remember watching that film and i think i saw that film it's so impactful and it's so short and it's so like, you know, this is what it is and simple. Yeah. But the thing that stood out for me was that girl, the, the kid. Girl. Yeah, how was the casting? Like, I don't ever want to walk your kids. I, I don't. I highly recommend it. Oh my God, no, it just seems like a lot of work. No, I highly, I mean, they were great. They were great. Like, it's certainly a different type of work and you have to work you have to work harder and you have to balance how what you're searching for from a kid and you have to find the language that impacts them and you have to not frighten them you know you because you want you want to get the performance you want from them um but you can't say to a kid, you know, if you're looking for them to cry, okay, now, you you know, you're in a really bad place and your parents hate you. And, like, you can't, you can't go, you can't go there. And you have to figure out how do I, how do I keep this child safe emotionally, mm. you know, but engage their imagination. You know, it, it, it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky, yeah. but it's really valuable because working with kids brings you, it just, it brings you an energy and a reminder of your own joy and, you know, it teaches you patience. Mm. <laughs> it teaches you patience. How many days of shoot do you We need? only had two days. Oh, wow. Uh, and, um, but those kids were great. Mm. And my team was amazing. Mm. You know, Sylvia Bell, uh, who was the producer and production coordinator and everything, you know, she <laughs> yeah. kept things running. She was troubleshooting. She was, you know, but it was it was a lovely, lovely group of people mm. who were committed to the story. And, and you know, I had my editor on set for the whole two days. So we... Oh, we, so you kind of about like cutting right on set in your head at least. Kind of. I was able to say, because he was at my... Uh, DCP, D, not, not, D, DMT, mm. data management person as well. And so if I was going, mm, not going to cut, I'm not sure. So I could say Colin. It was Colin McDonald. I can't say enough good about him. Mm. Um, He's an awesome person. Awesome. Awesome. And a wonderful collaborator. And yeah. it was just, but everybody was. Um, but it was fantastic having him on set and just going, you know, because I had a great script super. I had um, Andrew Mortimer, who, Morty, who was fantastic too. So often a script super will be able to say, I don't think you're, I don't think that's going to cut. I think you need to, mm. but, um, but to have the two of them, it made our, it made it really much simpler, the, mm. the, the cutting job. 
Yeah. Oh, man. And then <laughs> I think the most difficult place in my head was just the kids in class playing. That just seemed like so much work to make them do what they were doing. Even though it, it's, it was they like... great listeners. Oh, man. You you locked out. <laughs> I did lock out. Uh, on one level, I did. But I mean, my core group of kids, the yeah. four kids, you know, four or five kids that had speaking lines, mm. I auditioned all of them. All the parents of all the kids. You had to be there. They were there. Yeah. They, but they were out of the way. They were downstairs in the basement. Mm. So there was none of that, you know. And um, But they were all, they'd all read the script. Because, again, that was a, uh, I it's, said, they who have to, you all have to read the script. Yeah. You have to read the script with your children and discuss. If you have a child who is likely to become anxious about this story and mm. if you can't talk this through then we can't we can't use them you've yeah. got to make sure that they completely understand the premise mm. but i don't want i don't want frightened kids i mm. want kids who understand that this is you know what we're trying to do so that was a, a responsibility that i gave very squarely to the yeah. parents oh man well the film came out great and then clement Ferrand happened and yeah, um and then Show Film Faisal, that's what it's called. I kept trying to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show Film Faisal, that's what it's called. Um, and now you'll be working on Done. But I've been just talking about your writing and directing. I haven't talked about your acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, And then a lot of people know you in Trailer Park Boys. But what, what do you think, like, do you think being an actor helps? Or how does it impact your writing and directing? Oh, I think, I think it helps a lot. But that's on, that's, that's working with the supposition that my my writing is good for actors and I have to I have to still I still have to listen to the actors that I get working you know and is it sitting in your mouth okay you, do you know what I mean but there's a line between something sitting in your mouth and and somebody saying oh no no I think this character would do this and you have to go mm, actually you're not the writer <laughs> actually do you know what I mean so there's a line with yeah. actors where you have to go oh, I, just don't, I, I don't think my character would do that <laughs> sorry actors everywhere but I mean I'm an actor too and those words have come out of my mouth so so you have to go uh, let's you know I was brought in I, I trained as an actor in a tradition of acting where the writer is everything mm. you know in the UK Actors are there to serve the script. It's not the other way around. And I still believe that. I do I, I believe that, uh, you know, the, the script exists and our job is to do what the writer wants. And that means learning the writer's words, first of all. Mm. And then, you know, you can have a discussion about, uh, because, I, like, I do things all the time where as a you know I'm a Canadian but I lived in England for a long long time and so my usage sometimes is weird so I'll say I'll say I've just I'm just popping out to the chemist and my husband will go where are you going and, <laughs> and my husband my husband is English but he's he's trying to say to me your usage is fucked. You've got to try and, you know, reacclimate. And it's not pretension. It's just, you know, I go to the loo. I go to the chemist. I, I, what else do I do? Boots. It's British. You know, the boot of the car. Yeah. It's not the trunk of the car. It's the boot of the car. You know, those are things that I just learned after, yeah. you know, I lived in England for nearly 20 years. So, yeah. so those things, you so 
sometimes my, those creep into my writing, and my husband will read a script, and he'll go, do you mean this, or do you mean this? And if you're saying that, does your character, did they grow up in England? Like, what's the problem? You know, so, so those are important. Like, that's important, you know? Yeah. But I do think, you know, the notion of serving a writer I find a problem with it here mm. sometimes. Mm. People people have directors in the theater sometimes and and actors in film feel like they know better than the writer. And I want to go, actually, you don't. Mm. Listen to where a project or a story has come from. It's not because I'm precious. I'm not, It's I, I am precious about my own writing. I, you know, it's not that I want every word, but I am precious about where the story came from and how it's, but I'm, as an actor, mm. My job, my job description is say the words. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not saying I've never gone, oh my God, <laughs> would I, like, I wouldn't say that, you know, uh, and, and then you go, okay, this is a discussion to be had with the writer mm. so that you understand what they're doing. And you know, my perception of of what is truth, mm. you know, and boy, do you ever find this when you um, are working with somebody giving you notes. My perception of what is truth and somebody else's perception of what is truth, they're two different things. Mm. My experience of the world and your experience of the world, two completely different things. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if I'm going to properly represent what a writer writer's experience is and, and and I have to I have to go the distance to understand the writer mm, mm. so yeah yeah and you're right that happens a lot where people are like yeah you know I'm not sure about this line <laughs> say the line <laughs> yeah because when sometimes people don't know that that line has something in scene 20 30 scenes down the road yeah just and if you don't say it that way, it won't make sense when Later. it happens in front. So, like, just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's part. But I think there's value in in writers being able to say, ah, it's interesting that you question that. Because we're always told if somebody bumps against something, or one person bumping is one thing. But, like, if several people bump against oh, the same yeah, thing, then yeah, you got to look yeah, at yeah, it yeah, and yeah, go, yeah. Mm, okay, well, then it's not clear enough further down the line or it needs to be a different line. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so <clears throat> now, I mean, Dawn is pretty much greenlit. And, okay, you can't talk about show film face-off, but um, how do you keep on going? With all these things you're doing, like, you know, so you kind of have this uh, feature about to happen, but you're already planning with the next thing. What keeps you going? Um, I love stories. I hear, I was just at my friends in Wolfville, and they're um, a rural doctor and a, and a nurse from Ireland, and they've just been home to Ireland to, to, to visit. And they're amazing storytellers. And... I admire and value the collecting and keeping and sharing of stories that reveal um, elements of all of us mm. that make us want to be better people or that, or that make us 
admire a feat of, you know, physical prowess or mental capacity or so that's what keeps me going. I have so many stories, um, family stories, community stories, stories mostly about women's experience in the world, often middle-aged women. I, I have so many stories I want to tell that I think will give other women in particular heart mm. um, and confidence. So that's what keeps me going. I want to tell those stories. Um, I don't want to go to con again. I don't care if I ever go again. Um, <laughs> so filmmaking isn't about that kind of status for me. It'd be nice to pay my mortgage. Mm. Um, but it's about, I, you know, I, there's so many extraordinary women and so many incredible stories, particularly in rural situations, because I lived for a long time in rural situations, mm. that I want to tell. And I want people to go, I didn't know that about Canada. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even get to talk about tea, but I'm glad that we got to talk. And once you're done with done, I'd like to have you back on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to come back and do a tell-all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you show. for having me. Thank you. This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.